If you are someone who has to have all the pieces in place, you have to answer all the questions before you start something new. If you are somebody who just keeps pushing that thing down the line, kicking the can down the road, coming up with reasons why you shouldn't tackle that next project or that next big idea, you may be a perfectionist too. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing. Because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Small Minded Podcast. My name is Molly Knuth, and I am your host as we discuss all things small towns, small business, and the people who love them. So today, at the time of this recording, I'm coming to you from a place called quarantine. (laughs) In all truth, I am a few days into a positive COVID diagnosis. So While I am recording this in my closet and my husband is in charge of our four children, just be aware that there may be some background noises or unexpected interruptions because that's what happens when you have a house of six. But that just kind of brings me into what today's topic is, perfection in small business. In almost every stage of my business growth of Molly Knuth Media, which is my actual business, it's a small town, small business, digital marketing agency. Every time I experienced some growth in that business, I had to overcome my own self's very strong urge to have things perfect before they launched. Can you identify with that? I am admittedly working through my own really strong urges of perfectionism. You may be able to relate. If you are someone who has to have all the pieces in place, you have to answer all the questions before you start something new. If you are somebody who just keeps pushing that thing down the line, kicking the can down the road, coming up with reasons why you shouldn't tackle that next project or that next big idea, you may be a perfectionist too. Today we're going to discuss how perfectionism can be our own biggest struggle as we reach for our bigger goals, whether in life or in business, and we're going to discuss ways that we can overcome perfectionism by taking action. So I hope you stay with me through this episode as we discuss all things small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you're from the Eastern Iowa area, mark Bernard, Iowa on your map and make it a point to visit the next time you have a day trip. Bernard is home to some of the friendliest people I know, some of the most hardworking people I know, and some of the funnest people I know too. In Bernard, you'll also find the Painted Horse Saloon, the newest bar and grill in the community. And personally, I would recommend almost everything on the menu. From their famous Nashville hot chicken sandwich, to their onion rings, to their tater tots, to the brisket mac and cheese, to the chicken nachos, to, oh my gosh, I can't go on. My stomach is too, too hungry, but you get the picture. They have a menu full of delicious foods that you just cannot miss. 
Accompany that with some of your favorite cold drinks, TVs on every wall so you can catch the latest games, and the friendliest smiles from the locals and visitors alike. Head over to PaintedHorseSaloon.com or follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Painted Horse Saloon Iowa to see all of their updates. Painted Horse Saloon, stop in today. Okay, we introduced the topic. Now let's dive right in. Many times in my business, I wanted to wait until things were perfect before I got started. And now let's be honest, before I even had a small business, when I was doing the stay-at-home mom role or when I was teaching, I loved having things ready to go. But the secret is, a lot of times, my most successful projects or my best hitting posts were not the ones that were perfect. They were the ones that I pushed out into the world before I felt like they were ready to go, but I either ran out of time or I ran out of patience with myself and just had to release it. There are a few things that I learned through this process that I'm going to share with you today. What I like to do, and it's actually something that I learned as I was a teacher, is a three-step process so that I can overcome my my own need for perfectionism, and actually make things better than they would have been had I waited until it was perfect. So let's take, for example, starting my business, Molly Knuth Media, or we could even talk about this podcast. We can do both. So first of all, when I was thinking about starting Molly Knuth Media, it was actually in the fall of 2016 that I started doing work in what would be MKM as we know it. I started helping other small businesses in my town with their social media marketing. Now, it took a few months before I could really understand how this was a valid business idea and actually had legs. But when the time came and I realized that I had to make a decision, was I going to launch my own business or was I going to work for someone else? I had to get a lot of things in place in a short amount of time. When I was starting the business, I needed to get an LLC. I needed to set up a website. I needed to have price structure in place. I needed to have some kind of contract that I could have customers sign and we would have some kind of business relationship that was formalized and had expectations written down, signed off on a piece of paper. I also needed to just get myself like in line, get my mind right, knowing that, hey, this was not just a hobby. This was not just a thing that I was going to do on the side. It was going to be my actual living. With all that being said, I had about three weeks to get this off the ground. So that's a lot of things, a lot of major projects that I had to tackle at once. And with that short time frame, I didn't have the luxury of taking extra time to make things perfect. I had to just let go and be at peace with all the things as imperfect as they were. So similar, this podcast, I bought this mic in the fall of 2019. I waited and waited because I couldn't figure out the right platform to record on. I then took a course. I dug into the course and actually studied it. Then I was back into what am I going to record on? How am I going to edit? And all of those steps, I let myself get bogged down into the minutia of it instead of just saying, all right, let's take imperfect action and get this out into the world. And a lot of times it's that launching, it's that releasing, it's that having other people see and validate what you're working on and giving you feedback that gives you inspiration and 
gives you the courage and the extra motivation to take the next step and to keep going and to move forward. If you're feeling like things on your list or your goals are taking a long time to accomplish, it may be because you need to go back to square one and take the first step and release that need to have everything right. Okay, so now let's get into my three-step process. Again, I learned this when I was teaching because teachers out there will resonate with this. When you get in front of a classroom, you have a lesson plan, you think you know how it's going to go, but at some point, a kid's going to interrupt or you're going to have a fire drill or something like that. And then you have to kind of start back at square one and reprocess and go through the whole motion again. So in those teaching and planning lessons and curriculum, came up with this structure that I kind of tailoring to small business, but I learned it from my teaching mentors. First of all, you have to launch. Second, you have to analyze how that launch went. Third, you need to make steps to improve. And then you start the process over. And it's just like that recycle logo, right? You've got a point on that triangle, an arrow to the next one, an arrow to the next one, and then it starts back at the top. This process of learning, launching, improving, relaunching, relearning, improving, it always keeps going. There's no end. It just keeps in a circle if you're an entrepreneur. You're constantly looking for ways to improve what you're doing with the intention of building from what you've already done and making it better the next time. So whether you are a business owner or maybe you're listening to this and you are a committee leader or you're a community organizer or you're a teacher, this can apply in a lot of different situations. So don't quit listening just because you're not a business owner. All right. So first of all, in the launch phase. So let's take my podcast again as an example. I needed to give myself a deadline. And in the podcast case, I gave myself a deadline, missed it, and then set another deadline. So sometimes you have to do that. But you have to give yourself a time frame that you want this launch to happen. Write it down on the calendar. And actually, it might help if you tell somebody about what your deadline is. That may help you stay accountable and hold you to actually sticking to that time frame. Second, as you're building up this project or as you are working on this goal, sometimes you have to work on your mindset and just think that I'm not going to get it to be perfect, but pretty good is going to be good enough in this situation. Get your mind ready. Do what you have to, to tell yourself that I might not have it 100%, but as long as it's 70%, it's good enough to release to the world. And remember, you can build as you go. So if you are starting that small business, you may not have every single offer written down on a piece of paper. You may not have every single idea quantified and clarified and able to sell right away. Maybe you're starting a course for your digital learning for a part of your business. That course, you can sell it before you have all of the materials finished. You can build it as you go. If you are planning a huge event for your town, You can really do a good job of marketing that event, getting people to mark their calendars, gathering people on your committees, generating excitement in your town before you have everything actually ready to host the event, you know? 
those are the best kind of events anyway, because if you have something coming in July and you tell people about it in January, you have tons of time to get people excited and let them know that it's going to happen. But in January, you don't have to have all of your vendors in place. You don't have to have all your food prepared, do you? No. So think of that when you're thinking about your business too. You can build as you go. You don't have to have every single thing marked out, ready to sell on day one. Then you have to launch it. You have to gather the courage to actually put out what it is that you're working on in front of other people. Give them the opportunity to see it. Give them the opportunity to purchase it. Give them the opportunity to enjoy it and give you feedback. Now, the hardest part of this whole system is that you have to let it be. After you launch it, you are going to have to fight the urge to go back to your website and make a couple different cleanups. You're going to have to fight the urge to adjust your prices. You're going to have to fight the urge to, maybe if it's just a social media post, delete it. You have to be fine with letting this out into the world and letting other people see it. It's going to feel super vulnerable. It's going to feel very uncomfortable. And you're going to feel like you are under a magnifying glass and everybody in the whole town is talking about you. And they might be, but you have to just accept that fact. The biggest hurdle you're going to face is letting this release out into the world and know that other people are going to be discussing it and you can't do anything about it. I know that's going to be a tough step, but that's something you have to do because it's part of the journey of fighting perfectionism. In that launch phase, that's the first phase of overcoming perfectionism. The launch phase is getting everything organized, getting things ready to go, accepting that they may not be 100%, but you can live with 70%, releasing it to the world and letting it be. All right, that's phase one. Phase two of overcoming perfectionism is being a critical thinker and analyzing how your product is being received. This is where you are just out there and you're observing what's happening and what people are saying and the actions they're taking or not taking based on what you launched. So again, this podcast, for instance, let's use that as the example. After I launched this out into the world, I had two episodes that released right away and a third that released the next week. I had to let myself sit and kind of take it all in. I re-listened to the episodes too. I was out on social media just watching and seeing who was sharing the podcast, who was commenting on the social media posts. There wasn't a lot of them because I just was in the stage of, okay, I'm going to let this out there, let it be itself before I really try to like bolster a whole bunch of social media motivation and energy behind it. I had to ask questions to other people. I had to send it to a listening crew who got to be VIPs and listen to the first couple episodes and give me feedback. But In that launch phase, I was actually engaged in phase two at the same time because that's where I was critically thinking. So I was taking notes about what could be improved. I was thinking about how these pieces could come together a little better, how we could improve the audio, how we could improve the flow, how we could speed up the process of all of the recording and editing and distributing. But during that phase two, during the analysis and critical thinking of all the ways it could improve, I didn't want to overlook the fact that in this phase, I also have to celebrate because a lot of times myself, I know if I'm a perfectionist, I want to move from one goal straight into my next one. 
actually publishing a podcast and I wanted to go right into making it a top seller or most downloads or I don't even know what the proper terminology is right now. But I have to, in this phase too of analysis, not only be critically thinking about all the ways to improve, I have to also be thinking about, wow, this is actually happening. I'm not bullshitting you when I'm saying like last September in 2019, I made a list of goals and I think there were 60 of them on there. And my top goal was to launch a podcast. So it's really easy for me as a perfectionist to just push right through that goal and be like, okay, check it off. It's done. And now I can move on to the next one. But I have to stop and think during this analysis phase and think about, wow, All of the work that went into this, all of the learning it took, all of the hours of listening to other people's podcasts that are invested in what I have right here. And maybe that's something you need to do too. So in phase two, in this analysis phase, while you have done the launch and you've got the thing out into the world and you want to be critical and you want to be thinking about improvements you can make, I also want you to focus on relishing the feeling that you did it that you put this piece of you out for others to see. It's really an amazing accomplishment and something you need to be proud of. In phase two, all right, let me get down to some action steps because I know that's what you love and what you're here for. So in phase two, the analysis phase, one, I want you to walk around with like, maybe you don't have to have a notepad and a pen in your pocket, but have one handy at like a place that you can grab really easily. Because I find that it is sometimes in those moments where I don't even expect ideas to come that all of a sudden I have a creative rush and I need to just jot them down on paper so I don't forget. You also have a notes app if you are an iPhone user or you can download a notes app that you can put voice memos in really quickly or jot your ideas down too. But take notes in phase two where you are just coming up with ideas of ways you can improve, things you can add to your offerings, things that can make whatever this big launch was even better. And jot them down so you don't forget. Now, critical thinking means not only identifying what worked and what didn't, but thinking about the why behind it. So I might say, if I'm talking about this podcast, for instance, I might say, oh, shoot, the distribution didn't schedule out the way I had it planned which it did and went fine. But let's just say, for example, that it didn't schedule out at the time it was supposed to go. So what I could do is say, ah, shoot, next time I need to improve it. But the critical thinking factor comes in when I say, now why did that not go the way I wanted it to? How could I make sure that doesn't happen again? Take your thought process a step deeper. If we want to apply this to another situation that you might be experiencing in your small town or your small business, let's use the example of starting up a small business. You may have released a new product or a new service and nobody signed up, right? Maybe you offered a workshop and you thought it was awesome and you've talked about it on social media. You made the flyers, you invited people to the actual open house, but nobody came. So In this phase two analysis, you could be saying, nobody showed up. I suck. I'm never going to be a business owner. Nope. You have to say, okay, nobody showed up. Why did that happen? That's what this analysis phase is. Maybe they didn't show up because it was sunny out and they wanted to stay outside. Maybe they didn't show up because there was a huge Super Bowl that night and you're not going to compete with the Super Bowl. Uh, Maybe they didn't show up because they didn't see enough of it or they didn't know what the cost was or they weren't sure of childcare or something like that. 
So in this analysis phase, you can't stay at surface level and just identify the problems or just identify the successes. You have to take your thought process one step further and say, why did this happen and how can I remedy it next time? When we're thinking about this, why did it work or why did it not? Remember that it doesn't always fall on you and your team. Some of these successes and failures can be attributed to personnel, but other times, kind of like that example of the workshop that nobody showed up to, there can be external factors that contribute to how your product or your event is received. So make sure that you're thinking about all of the factors that could have possibly influenced or impacted what you launched and make sure that next time you're scheduling a workshop, you plan around other events in your town or in, you know, NFL football. Or if you're scheduling a podcast drop, I know one thing I did was I surveyed my audience who I knew would be listeners and I asked, what are the days that you are most likely to listen? And of the feedback that I got, they said between Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they do their most of their podcast listening because weekends are just so busy. So I made sure that when I planned my podcast launch and my weekly release dates, it wasn't going to be on a weekend. It was going to be that midweek listening window that my audience told me they would be most apt to download and listen. So make sure you are taking into consideration external factors beyond just you and your personnel. The last part of this phase two analysis, this is a big one when you're fighting perfectionism. Manage your expectations. Okay, I slowed that way down so that I could get your attention back. If you're multitasking, listen in. A big part of phase two analysis of your launch of whatever it is you're working on is managing your own expectations. Sometimes we expect to just be wildly successful. Maybe we started an Instagram platform because we needed another avenue to catch up with people because they just weren't interacting on Facebook enough. So we decided we're going to launch an Instagram account instead. I know I'm going to get a thousand followers in that first week and then it's going to be great. And that's all I'm going to have to do. But sometimes we can set the bar a little too high. Have you ever done that? And then we can be let down. Conversely, we can set the bar way too low if we set low expectations and then we only arise to those low expectations. So you have to go in and really be reasonable with what you want to come out of this launch. Phase one's launch is really important, but phase two, this analysis where you look at how it went, what was great, what could be improved, and think about why that is. Phase two analysis is like my favorite part of a launch, which makes me sound super nerdy, but it's the truth. All right, phase three. If you are fighting perfectionism and that's holding you back from starting this new venture or launching this new thing, phase three, after you've launched at 70%, thought about ways you can improve and celebrated the ways that you were successful, phase three is making the improvements and getting ready to launch again. Here's where you actually say, all right, I've looked at ways that I think I can make this better. 
Now I'm going to put it into practice. So for this podcast, after I looked at those first couple episodes, I could say, all right, how can I make this better? Maybe I could have a set day of the week where I record. Maybe I can batch record several episodes instead of one each week. Maybe I could use a new editing software that's a little more user-friendly and it could speed up the process. So we're getting really tactical in phase three. We're saying these are the actual steps I'm going to take to make this better. Sometimes in the improvement phase, in phase three, it's not just adding things on, it's also thinking about what could I take away? How could I simplify? Maybe I overloaded my audience. Maybe I gave them too many options. Maybe I, you know, did the fire hose thing when we had that workshop and then I left them stunned so they never wanted to sign up again. I've had that feeling that I've done that before. So if you're a fire hose kind of person, like I no judgments at all. I tend to give way too much information at once. But sometimes you have to think about in the improvement phase, maybe you need to simplify. Maybe you need to really streamline and take away and make things super, super, super simple so it's less effort for your audience to understand what you're doing and involve it into their own lives. In the improvement phase, you also need to think about how can I get feedback that helps others understand what I do. So this may be getting testimonials from other people you've worked with before, asking former customers and clients to give you some of their own content. Maybe they take a photo of using your product. Maybe they make a video of recommending your services. Maybe it's having someone be an influencer and demonstrate your product on Facebook or Instagram. But having another method to market what you do is always helpful. So in that improvement stage, I want you to think about your marketing avenues and how that can help you achieve your goals as well. In phase three, the improvement phase, one of two big questions are going to formulate in your mind. The first question you're going to face, you know, just against yourself is, do I really want to try this again? And I would challenge you to say yes. You're never going to be perfect on your first attempt out of the gates. We all know that. But if we face significant failure or if we wildly fall short of our own expectations, it can be really hard to pick ourselves up and give that second shot a go. But I challenge you to make sure you really go through this process of launching, then analyzing, and then making like step-by-step actionable improvements and then saying yes to that. You're going to see so much growth in yourself and an audience that resonates with that growth if you just say yes and commit to trying again. The second question you're going to face in phase three is, am I going to just change what I do? Maybe I should go this direction with my business. For example, a couple years ago, I designed a workshop series. It was over the course of a few weeks and nobody signed up. I shouldn't say nobody. I had a couple people come to it, but perfectionist that I was, I had expectations and that fell short of my own expectations. I could have easily said, oh my gosh, this just goes to prove nobody is interested in small town social media marketing. They do not want what I am offering. I'm just going to pivot and only do websites. That would have been such a mistake because there were so many other external factors that played into the attendance or lack thereof at that workshop series. But it's something I see a lot of in other small business owners. A launch or a new product or service doesn't go as planned. So they scrap not only that 
launch, they scrap the whole offer from their business and go an entirely different direction. I want to challenge you not to do that. You still need to show up in the ways that you know are going to best help your ideal audience. And just because one time didn't work doesn't mean it won't work again. Really sit down, write it down on paper, that phase two analysis. Critically think about what went well and what didn't. Think about why. Think about how you could improve it and then change it into steps that you can actionably take and then launch again. I hope that gave you a little motivation. (laughs) Launch it again. Okay. The beauty of being a perfectionist is that you care. You care so much. You care so much that you want it to be the best it can be, whatever it is, before you show it and give it over to your ideal audience, before you release it in your small town, before you let other people have an opportunity to interact with you, right? You just want it to be the best that it can be because then it has the most potential to impact others, right? That's great. I'm glad you have so much passion and you care so, so much. But I also know that even if it's not perfect, the people who are following you and who are paying attention to what you're doing will see how much you grow when things don't go as planned and how you pivot and come back the next time through. Then you'll really have them motivated and inspired. So or three-phase process that I utilize anytime I try something new in my business or anytime you may try something new in your small town or in your household, for instance, follows these three phases. First, you have to launch. You've got to give it a try. Second, you need to analyze how it went, what went well, what didn't, and how or why did that take place. And then phase three, make the improvements. Take small steps Commit to making small actions that will improve the overall offer or the overall launch that you are working with. All right, let's bring this baby full circle. I'm going to do one more anecdote because, you know, I just love examples (laughs) and then I will let you go. So I had a new business that I just started working with earlier in 2020 and they wanted to start fresh from the ground up. They were a new bar and restaurant and They were in a community that they knew was going to be super receptive to having what they had to offer. I started a Facebook page with them and we started an Instagram account and we were getting ready to launch and we were just kind of managing expectations and being like, okay, you know, this would be a good number if we could hit that. And in my head, like my number that I had for them was like 500. Like if we could get 500 Facebook followers in that first month, that'd be just freaking awesome, right? Because that's 500 people. That's 500 bodies that are out there that could come and spend a day at their restaurant. It's 500 people who could celebrate at a gathering at their establishment. So that first day we launched it, I think it was like a Tuesday. And we were just like, okay, we have all the basics on the Facebook page. We have a few posts scheduled. We're just going to let this go. We didn't even have the logo finalized, but we knew the colors. So it wasn't 100%. It was like 70, 80% ready, but we're saying, okay. We're going to do this. We clicked publish and the page went live. I coincidentally on that same day was headed out for a vacation. So I was like, I'll just check the updates as we go down the road. You guys, I am not kidding. When we launched that page on a Tuesday at like 9 a.m., it was in July, by 11 o'clock that morning, we had surpassed 800 followers. It was wild. If I could bottle up that energy and use that on every single launch I ever do, 
I would. But (laughs) what I learned from that launch, that was a wildly successful launch, but I still went through this same three-phase process. So looking at how that went so successfully, I had to, in phase two of this process in my head, say, okay, why did this go so well? A lot of it had to do with external factors that we didn't influence, right? A lot of it was the community's receptiveness, what the business was offering, and how we portrayed that to the followers on Facebook and Instagram. So it was all a culmination. Some of it was our own doing, some of it was not. But I had to actually go through this process, even though it was super successful, because I wanted to know how I could do this again. So I had to go through phase two of the analysis. Why were things successful? What made it so shareable? And then in phase three, what improvements could I make beyond this? How could I improve this for other customers of MKM down the road and emulate and duplicate this exact launch? And so when I have customers and clients starting with MKM in the next few weeks that I'm going to do this again, I'm hopefully going to have the same response, but I'm managing my expectations knowing that every launch is different and there's a lot of things that factor into it. Having this three-phase analysis will help you if you are someone who is kind of having that paralysis because you're waiting for perfection. I want you to overcome that need for being perfect. I want you to get out there, launch it at 70%, let it ride, but then go through the motions of this process so that you can improve it and relaunch it again. Okay, I feel like I rambled and went all over the place with this podcast, but I hope you got some meaning and some action steps out of it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week with even more information, strategies, and stories for small town, small businesses, and people who love them. Take care, everybody. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.